I'm Adam Powney, a gay man serving as an army reservist. This Pride, BFBS is celebrating how far our armed forces have come from accepting to welcoming to championing their LGBTQ service personnel. This time, I'm catching up with Flight Lieutenant Louise Tagg, who's worked all manner of roles over her nine years in the RAF. Louise played volleyball for England before joining the military and is currently a member of various tri-service sports teams, citing sport as her biggest support network as a gay woman. My name is Flight Lieutenant Louise Tagg and I've been in the RAF for the past nine years. I started out at Boscombe Down and I'm currently at RAF Odium. When you joined the RAF, was your sexuality ever a concern about about making that decision? If I'm really honest, no, it wasn't. Uh, I've got many other friends who have joined the military in all services and none of those have ever expressed any issues with their sexuality and being service personnel. The military has changed a lot in recent years um, and it's changed for the better. So that was never really a concern of mine. And just to help me understand and the listeners, how, how do you identify? I would identify as gay, but most of the time I just introduce myself as Lou. Yeah, totally agree. Thank you so much. And we're over 20 years on from the ban lifting from LGBT plus personnel across all three services. How much did you know about the ban and what are your thoughts on, on that lifting? When I first joined the military, I was aware that historically there had been a ban. And obviously I disagreed with it and thought it was wholly unfair. Since then, I hadn't heard an awful lot about it. Recently in the news with, you know, a lot of coverage for Pride, I've recognised how important it is that we make people aware that this ban is now lifted and that we never repeat, you know, the problems of the past. And you've been in nine years. How much change have you seen over, over that period of time in regards to attitudes with, with it all? I was fortunate. When I joined the Air Force, we were already in a fairly good place. But in the past nine years, I have seen a lot of positive change in the right direction. So for example, just the celebration of Pride and LGBT plus uh, service personnel has been fantastic. I can't really fault the Air Force for what they've done. Um, I think they've been as loud and proud as they could possibly be. And we're continuing in that direction. Lovely. We'll come back to Pride in a bit. But I would love to talk about ranks because the RAF has been a real champion for making their force inclusive, especially with ranks. How, how do you feel about all that, all that positive change? Yeah, again, I'm incredibly fortunate that I work in an environment where parts of who I am are represented around me. So, for example, I have people above me, higher ranks, who identify as gay or who identify as transgender, and they're highly visible. Um, we've got allies at work, ranks below me, ranks above me, who are perfectly comfortable with being allies to the LGBT community. So from my perspective, I do see that spectrum of LGBT across the rank structure, which is really important because it encourages people to reach heights within their career that perhaps they wouldn't have if they didn't have a role model to follow. And before I move on to your career and sport playing a part in that. Have you ever needed support um, from the service or the networks around you in regards to uh, being part of the LGBT plus community? 
I think every service person at some point in their career will need support, uh, be that for relationships or family planning. And when I have needed some questions answered, uh, usually around fertility and IVF, those sorts of things, um, my medical centre have been fantastic at providing the information. So I have needed it to an extent. Um, and when I've gone looking for it, it's, it's been widely available for me. That's really lovely to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, let's talk about sport. I'm not going to pretend I know anything about sport or I'm not going to pretend that I play sport because I don't. However, I am interested in your your career and sports. Okay, so could you just paint a picture on your sporting life before the RAF? So before I joined the RAF, I was very lucky to have been playing full-time volleyball at the University of Bath. I was on an athlete contract, which meant that all of our studies fit in around our training. Uh, I played for England for a little while. Um, but then once I left university, I was really keen to be able to keep up that tempo of sport. And the RAF offered me a position where I could do that and you know, have a career alongside it. And has your sexuality ever mattered in in that part of your career? Prior to joining the Air Force, I would say that my sexuality did have an impact on my experience in sport, predominantly because it wasn't as widely accepted or it was quite a fascination factor for people, which took my focus away from performing and performing at my best. But once I joined the Air Force, what I realised was there were a lot more people around me within the sports world that were also gay. So it suddenly was not a problem. And since I've been playing at the RAF representative level and also at the combined services level, UCAF, what I've realised is a lot of our team are also gay. So that makes it even easier uh, to feel like you fit in. What's quite nice about service sport is that it spans all ranks, all gender identities and all sexualities. Uh, and I think that's really important for getting the most out of people, both inside and outside of work. And it must be similar to actually being part of the military is being part of the LGBT plus community, being part of the military, being part of a sports team. They all have this thing in common that I've noticed. And as cheesy as it sounds, the word belonging, like sparks to mind can can you relate to that or speak to that in any way absolutely I would say that my UCAF volleyball team is probably where I feel most myself when I'm in a work environment uh, we've got incredible coaches incredible teammates and you know I'd say at least a third of our team are either LGBT uh, or belong to another protected characteristic We've got a huge Commonwealth domination in our in our team too, so we're a real nice mix um, of everything, and that that's been a real positive in my life. It's it's been a real highlight of my service career. And it was lovely to hear you talk about you being truly yourself. How how important is it to be able to be yourself while serving and being part part of a team? Being entirely yourself is incredibly important, particularly when you're in a position of leadership and authority. In order to have people's trust and for them to be able to follow you, you need to be able to be your most genuine self. And with that comes being vulnerable in front of them, um, being honest. And I think 
the military are coming around to this idea of, you know, real, genuine, authentic leadership. We're becoming far more comfortable with people being their real selves and bringing their whole self to work. Uh, so I think it's incredibly important to be able to be yourself, but also to create the environment for people to be able to do that. Have you come across any hesitations about being able to be yourself? Have you hesitated or um denied about whether is this the right moment? Is this the right um, environment for me to just be me? I think you'll always have those moments where you question if you fit in enough or if what you're doing is the right fit for who you are. I don't think that's specific to the military. I think everybody in all walks of life will experience that at some point. Um, but again, because of the support networks I'm surrounded by, whenever I have those moments of doubt, I'm very quickly assured by work colleagues or teammates that actually I am in the right place. I am doing the right thing. And this is the right fit for me. And as a gay man myself, one question I always get asked is, how did you come out or did you come out? And in the in my reserves career and with people, I don't really say I've come out. It just took the subtle hint of, that's not really my thing. And it just took that little sentence for people's minds to click. Have you ever had to come out to your colleagues or, or your, your support network? You're right. It's never been a, a sudden, you know, surprise jazz hands moment for people. I think never having a boyfriend was a pretty good indicator that um, I wasn't that way inclined. Uh, sometimes I've had to mention it um, just to make it abundantly clear. You know, if people are using the wrong kind of pronouns in reference to, you know, a partner of mine that they've never met before, I'll just quickly correct them. Um, but otherwise, I've never felt the need to come out. Sometimes it's just easier uh, to put people's straight excuse the pun um <laughs> you know early, as early on as possible and that's a really good point about correction because I often find myself saying he um when they refer to my partner being a girlfriend or a wife or something um what's the reaction of other people when you do make that correction again I've been incredibly fortunate it's always been either a neutral or a positive reaction um I I have absolutely no problem talking about you know my partner um, and then referring to her female pronouns. And amongst colleagues, there's there's never any shock or awe. Um, I, think, uh, I think it's just the environment we're in now in the military. It's a given, it's expected, it's anticipated. And that's all because of the good work that we've been doing, you know, in the sphere of diversity. We're making it more known. And I think people are just more alive to the fact that it's more common um, now than ever before. And I said we'll come to talk about Pride and Pride Parade. So this is our moment. Have you ever attended some Pride events? I have attended Pride events. Um, the first Pride event I ever attended, I stumbled upon by accident as a, as a Londoner walking through the streets of Soho. Um, that was quite a spectacle. But then as a military person, I uh, volunteered to help with the media coverage of Pride. So I was fortunate enough to be able to interview people who had some incredible stories, incredible experiences. Um, and that was, yeah, that was, that was a really humbling moment to see people who had done an awful lot for our service, you know, with chestfuls of medals, um, they've been to some some pretty dangerous places and here they were talking about how happy they were to be able to be themselves in the work environment. Uh, so, yeah, I've been to a few marches in a support capacity um, and it's, it was fantastic. And how does it feel to um, 
witness the public's um, attitude towards those serving military, marching through the streets, like London Pride always comes to mind because that's when I first encountered it. Um, what goes through your mind when you see the, the celebration and the pride and the support from everyone else? It does make you smile to see the rest of the British public celebrating something that for so long was so subdued and, you know, kept under wraps. So it's a real kind of happy relief, I suppose. And, you know, in true British style, there's, there's always far too much bunting that is necessary. Um, and it's and it's just it's just a lovely show of, you know, respect and acceptance, which I actually think the British public are very good at. They're a, they're a very um, they're a very humble bunch when they want to be. And you said you've done Pride in a support capacity. Has it ever taken your fancy to get involved in the march and join that parade at all? I'd normally say I'm a bit more comfortable behind the camera and behind the celebration than I am in front of it. Um, uh, today, excused. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no if if they needed. Um, a six footer at the back somewhere I'd happily jump in but um, I think it's really good for the for the more junior ranks and the younger members of our service to get involved um, because it you know so early in their career it, it allows them to see you know everything that the military has to offer including you know these kind of social events. Do you know what that's a really good point about the junior ranks and it must be really good for them to to mix with the junior ranks in the different networks across all the services can you talk to me about the work you all do together at those kind of events? Yeah, so it's brilliant for the junior ranks to kind of come together because when you're at that young, impressionable stage of your life, it's so vital that you recognise there are people around you who are in the same position because otherwise it can be quite a lonely place if you feel like you're the only one. So to be able to get them all in the same space at the same time, uh, to have them spoken to, from a, a person of authority who's telling them that they're accepted and that they're celebrated is really crucial to keeping them, uh, you know, within the service, f you know, f for a long career. I have a picture in my mind of a junior rank finishing a pride parade or a pride event. Um, can you help me paint that picture of what their, their emotions and their reactions are like after that moment? I did one interview with a, a young, what we would now call an SA1, uh, uh, AS1, apologies. Um, and this AS1 had recently identified as non-binary. And as a result, they had to make a decision about uniform. But they were also incredibly pleased that they were even given a choice. So during the march, I was talking to them about the uniform and they said, oh, I've chosen to wear the male uniform because for me, that just feels like the right thing to wear. And it was incredible to see how just something as, as simple as changing their uniform, changing from a skirt to a pair of trousers, made them feel so much more at home and so much more relaxed, you know, and that showed on their face. And throughout the whole march, you know, they were smiling, they were happy. And you just think if all we had to do was change one piece of uniform to get that reaction, it was totally worth it. And that shows the reflection of the military to civilian life, to to the world that we're, we're part of, that one change does just make a difference. Um, it, for someone who was thinking of joining the Air Force, um, but they're part of our community and a bit unsure, what, what kind of message would you love for them to take away um, to, to reassure them or just give them some more information about how inclusive and accepting it actually is? Today's RAF has a space 
for I would say almost every corner of society um, and I say almost because we do pride ourselves on being above average in the things that we do. In terms of sexual orientation, religion, uh, gender, we're entirely open to, to all. So I would highly recommend that they seek out a group within the Air Force who specialise in their protected characteristic and speak to them, get some advice if they're not sure. Uh, and, you know, come and meet one of us, come and have a coffee with one of us and, uh, yeah, just explore the questions that they've got. Lovely. Thank you very much. And we're here for one reason. We're celebrating Pride. It's that time of year. Um, so hopefully this is... A short and simple question, but who knows? We'll find out. What does pride actually mean to you? To me, pride is acceptance. Acceptance for every person to be themselves and to not be judged for being themselves. And I really hope that during this pride, all services are able to, to really buy into that and to... Uh, to allow people to just bring their best selves to work. Lovely, Lou, thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing experiences of others that you've witnessed. Um, happy Pride and thank you for, for joining us. No problem. Thanks ever so much for having us.